Suns Want to the Playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. All right, 5 o'clock hour here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Suns Clippers coming up on Sunday. There's a lot of different ways, Gambo, to look at this matchup. And I feel like we've looked at a lot of different ways of looking at this matchup. And we've tried to peel it back and figure out how it's going to go. And it's not as simple to just say it's going to come down to the Stars and how do the Stars play? Do the Stars even play? Will we see Paul George in this series? I don't know. But a lot of it, from a Clippers standpoint... It is going to come down to Kawhi Leonard. You sent me a preview piece today, and a lot of it kind of had to do with Kawhi. How do they use Kawhi? Who's Kawhi guarding? Do they try to save Kawhi a little bit by not having him guard Kevin Durant? He's one of the best two-way players in the NBA. How they use him is going to be of great importance in this series. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, I you know, in speaking to people around the league, players and coaches, I mean, there is a feeling that you got to protect Kawhi a little bit and not have him on one of the main stars of the Suns, like Book or or KD, but maybe have him on a Kogi because you've got to have his offense. You've got to have it. You can't have Kawhi in foul trouble. You also don't want to wear him. The Suns would love to wear Kawhi Leonard down by making him work so hard on defense. But because they're the, one of the most impressive switching teams in the NBA, and switching means that, you know, Suns are going to look to try to get a matchup, but they switch a lot on defense, so you can't get that. So they try to match up with you, and they've got a lot of versatile players, so they like the match Matchups, however you get it. It's it's hunting. In the NBA, you hunt a matchup. You want to try to get Chris Paul on Zubach if you can. You hunt a matchup. And and but if you're a good switching team, you don't allow the Suns to get the matchups they want, and you're comfortable in a lot of the switches because you you go from one guy to another and you like his ability to stop that guy. So the thought could be that Kawhi is more of a help defender. I'll help when it's time to double. I'll help when it's time to trap, but I'm not gonna guard one of the main guys right off the bat. Specifically, the preview that you sent came from, I think it was NBA.com, and it was, okay, here's your series preview, Suns Clippers. Three things to watch. Number one, Kawhi Leonard versus Kevin Durant. Now, I don't know why this thought just occurred to me, but I'm going to play this soundbite again. Okay. This is Terrence Mann, and he's talking about Kevin Durant. And we laughed about this earlier, like, Terrence Mann's going, man, they they got Kevin Durant over there. I mean, they have Kevin Durant, so... Yeah. <laughs> do we feel the same way about Kawhi Leonard? No. We don't, do we? No, because you've we, got we, you've got more stars than they have stars right now. Look, you're like even if you go back to the year they made it to the NBA finals, they you're always playing against a star. Yeah. I mean, unless you play I don't know. I mean, if you played Oklahoma City, you got Shea Gilgis Alexander. Like Memphis has Ja, like you like you, you played Denver. You had to go up against Jokic. You played LA. You had LA, AD and LeBron. You played the Clippers. You had uh, Kawhi. Like you always, uh, you had Paul George. You always had Giannis. You know, last year the only team that you played that didn't have a star. You, you played Dallas. They had Luca. Mm-hmm. Uh, New the, Orleans. The Pelicans. They had Brandon, Brandon Ingram, Ingram, who's really, he's good, really good, but he's I not like a Brandon. star. No. But it's like to say. I mean, everybody's. Most likely, you're going to play a star in the playoffs. 
You know, now if you're playing the Nets, you're not playing a star right now. They right. got, you know, Mik- Mikhail Bridges has been their best player, but that's a, he's not a star. Well, you went through, we were looking at uh, uh, Zach Lowe's like all NBA, all NBA teams, right? Like, and and most of the teams in the Western Conference have at least one guy who's probably going to be on an All NBA first, second, or third team, with the exception of the Suns. They probably won't. Memphis, Memphis probably won't. And I guess the Clippers won't either. Now that I think about it. Or yes. was, was Kawhi on any of those? I don't teams? think he was. I don't believe he was. I have you to have to go back to, to your Zach Lowe. But you know, Denver was represented. Sacramento was represented. Golden State was represented. No Oklahoma City yeah. was represented. Yeah, the, the Lakers were represented with LeBron. He yeah. wasn't. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm asking that question because Kawhi, look, Kawhi's great. He is a superstar. But I don't think there's anybody among Suns fans who would go, man, they got Kawhi Leonard, like Terrence Mann did about Kevin Durant, like this. They got. Kevin freaking Durant. I mean, he's Kawhi's great, but there are levels to greatness. And I don't know if Kawhi reaches Kevin Durant's Look, level, you know? Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. There was a reason the Boston Celtics were talking about trading Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant. The Sixers weren't on Kevin Durant. Yeah. So when this when June 30th came and it was Durant wants out and when the Suns thing was not going to happen, then Durant still wanted out. He was looking at other options. Where can I go? Can I go to Boston? Can I go to uh, Philadelphia? Where where can I? So, I mean, there were a bunch of other teams that still want. Everybody would want, want Kevin Durant. Yeah. I'm going to fast forward in this preview to something we talked about earlier. Seems like everybody's got a different X factor for this series. Okay. This particular article thinks Norman Powell is the X factor in yeah, this series. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. I mean, he can light it up. Like, he could score the basketball. He's a good player. So that was one of the you know interesting things is when you look at the X factors, you say, okay, Norman Powell, right? That makes somebody's got to be the X factor for their team. They, they, he said he's one of the best six men out there. He averages 17 points in 26 minutes. He's a good shooter overall. So they, their team's a little bit different than the Suns, where you look at the Suns, you got your big four, your star players. The Clippers are going to need their role players to step oh, yeah. up and have great games. The Suns don't need their role players as much because they're very you know, top-heavy reliant on four guys, where the Clippers, after Kawhi, Everybody else, and Russell Westbrook's not a star anymore. He's capable of it on any given night, but they're going to really have to rely on all of those role players from Powell to Mann uh, to Russ to Zubac stepping up and having to play out of their minds to help them win the series. And as part of me, that's what makes me nervous about the Clippers, and that's the other part of me that makes me feel like this is going to be okay, you know, because we saw the last time they played the Clippers, and granted, it was a different batch of role players. Man, Reggie Jackson stepped up big. Pat Bev stepped up big, right? Like, those role players were, oh my god, look at that guy, he's playing out of his mind. And if one of those role players for the Clippers starts playing out of their mind in this series, then the series takes on kind of a different tone. Go ahead, yeah. Didn't he have like 30 against the Suns in that last game? Talk about Reggie Jackson? Norman Powell. Oh, the, the game they played. The final game of yeah, the season when the Suns played against. I think, I think it was like 27. Yeah, he, he, he was, was the guy. Score, I believe like, he was their, their main score. guy. Uh-huh. So, like, he went against the Suns reserves and clobbered them. Yeah. Like, he was the best player on the court when those guys were all on the court together. The Suns didn't play any of their stars. The Clippers played their guy. But Norman Powell was, he was great in that game, if I remember correctly. I think he had, he had a really big game. I think he was either their top scorer or their second leading scorer. I'd have to go back and look at the box score. But, uh, yeah, he played, he played a really good game. And, that, and that's what makes me, again... 
kind of nervous about the Clippers is that they really are a bit of an unknown. And, and we know Kawhi, and we know they've got really good role players. It's like which one of them are which one of them are going to step up, and are any of them going to step up and play well? I mean, are none of them. It's okay, but even if they do, it's not. It's not going to be enough for them. It shouldn't be. It's not like okay. Norman Powell plays the best of his the, his best basketball. Zubac plays his best. Ba- it's probably still not going to be enough to beat the Suns. Hit it. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The hottest ticket in town. Fire! Fire! It's time for our hottest ticket qualifier. Sean Stevens from Phoenix. It's like we're playing Battleship. It does a little bit. Uh, B5 hit. You have 10 minutes, Sean Stevens, to call 602-260-9870 to qualify for Suns playoff tickets for this Sunday's game against the Clippers. If we don't hear from Sean Stevens in the next 10 minutes, we'll open open up the phone lines to somebody else. Now, if you didn't hear your name, text the word ticket to 62620. Listen for your name tomorrow in the 7 a.m. hour. 12 o'clock hour, 5 o'clock hour. Once again, Sean Stevens from Phoenix. You have 10 minutes. Call us, 602-260-9870. When we come back here on Burns and Gambo, it's the poll question today. Whose legacy is impacted more greatly if they win another ring this season? Is it KD or is it Kawhi? That's coming up, Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. All right, back here on the Burns and Gambo show. And this one was just straight from the imagination of John Gambadoro. When did you, when did you get when did this thought hit you about four o'clock in the morning when you couldn't sleep? I had one of those days, and then you just start working, right? Like I just, you know, we work a lot in this job, and it's it's fun. It's a great job. We work a lot, so um, you can't sleep. You just start working. You got to prepare. I mean, for every hour we do the show, there's so many hours of prep that goes into it. Um, and I just thought about this. Like, it's what are, what are some angles that we're not talking about? You know, trying to find what are the great angles in this? And to me, one of it is the legacies of Durant and Kawhi Leonard. Because when you look at them side-by-side comparison, there's a lot of similarities. Kevin Durant has two NBA championship rings. Kawhi Leonard has two NBA championship rings. Kawhi Leonard has two NBA Finals MVPs. Kevin Durant has two finals NBA Finals MVPs. Um, Kevin Durant's playing for an organization that's never won a championship. Kawhi Leonard's playing for an organization that's never won a championship. Both of those organizations came into the league relatively you know, similar times. And then you just go down a list and you look at it. One guy's on the All-NBA 75th, uh, 75th uh, NBA Top 75. Yeah. The other guy's on the All-NBA Top 75. There's a lot of similarities whose legacy could be affected more by winning another championship. If Kawhi Leonard wins a championship... That's three different teams. That is rare air. Three different three different championships with three different teams. Yeah. You know what makes this question hard to judge? Yeah. Nobody expects Kawhi to win a championship this year. Like nobody. 
Nobody's picking the Clippers to come out of the West. No one's picking the Clippers to win a championship. Their their odds. Uh, are, if they get Paul George back in Game Three, and they, if they beat the Suns, that will change dramatically. Of course it will. And, and I'm not trying to. It's I'm not trying to poo poo your question. I'm really not because I really do like it. It's it's it. I thought about it. I answered Kevin Durant, and then I thought about it some more, and I changed my mind to Kawhi Leonard. So it's a good question, and it's kind of it's one of those classic sports bar two guys over a beer just talking about whatever, right? It's talking about all the hypotheticals. It is a little difficult because I, I don't think we think about Kawhi having a chance to win a championship this year, and we very much think about Kevin Durant a chance to win a championship. And that's just not here in Phoenix. That's nationally, right? Yeah. No, no one's no one's building up the Clippers to be a championship contender, but they're doing that for the Phoenix Suns. If you're going to say to me, here's Kawhi, here's KD, one of them's going to win a championship this year whose legacy is influenced greater than the other by winning that championship, I would say it's Kawhi. And not by a lot, because if Kevin Durant wins a championship, he gets out of the shadow of Steph and Clay and Draymond, where a lot of people think he kind of piggybacked, got out of Oklahoma City, joined a team that had won a championship. They won a championship before he was there. They won a championship after he was there. They're still the belief, even though that guy was the NBA Finals MVP both times, there's still the belief that they may have won it without him. I don't know if that's true or not. We'll never know. But that's why it's like if he could win one, that might me that might really help his legacy because one, you delivered one to the Suns. They've never had one before. And it's not just, oh, your only rings were with Stephen Clay. Yeah. No, and that matters. And that's important. And no one's saying, at least I'm not saying, that if Kawhi were to miraculously win one this year, that that makes him a better player or have a bigger legacy than KD. Just who gets the bigger boost, right? Like who who gets the bigger boost from winning one this year? I would pick Kawhi only because three championships, three different teams, and two of those teams are historically not great franchises in the right. NBA. Right. And to me, that has a lot to do with like Toronto, Toronto had never won one. Eh. And in the Toronto one, not that it was a miracle, but in some ways it was. He was a rent a player. He was there for a cup of coffee. He wasn't there very long. He was there long enough just to win them a championship and then head on his way out of town. And they'll love him forever there. They'll love him forever. As they should. And and would they have won it if Durant doesn't get hurt for the Warriors in that final? I don't know. I don't know if they even win the championship if Durant doesn't get hurt. But he delivered. He went there and he delivered. There is an unusual kind of because of that finals. There's an unusual connection between Kawhi and KD. But I would say Kawhi just because winning a championship with the Clippers. I mean, first of all, Clippers have had no success. Everyone knows it. They've had more success since the new owner has taken over. But they haven't had a lot of success. It's an organization that struggles to get eyeballs in their own city. They're sharing a building with the Los Angeles Lakers. They- they've had some, obs- like, they've had some, what, is it, was in it uh, Laverne from Laverne and Shirley? Big Clippers fan. Penny Marshall. Penny, Penny Marshall. Marshall was a and big then Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal was a big Clippers so fan. So they had a couple they of those few, obscure but... stars that, I'm going to root for the Clippers because everybody roots for the Lakers. Yeah, I, the, yes, they have had some, but for the most part, that is a, I, I can never envision a day where Los Angeles isn't a Lakers town. Well, the same they thing with New York. As Lakers. good as the Nets can yeah, become, the know. Knicks will always be top dog. You, you know, you're mm-hmm. from that market. Uh, yeah, no matter how good the Mets are, the Yankees will always be the top top dog, no matter how good the Nets are, the Knicks will always the be The Islanders, top the Rangers will be top dog. That's how it works. Yep, yep. That's, there's that's always how... one top dog, and there's nothing that's going to take that dog and make him second. So, if Kawhi were to win one with a second dog, I think that's a big deal. Now, again, it's close. It's it's close in if KD wins one, he does exactly what you're talking about. Hey, 
I didn't need to join the greatest franchise of the last 15 years to win a championship. Yeah. Look, you know, I won I won one because of me and because of me well, joining do, this team. Do you team. remember the whole Shaq Kobe thing? Oh, Kobe sure. had to God, prove he could sure. win one without Shaq, but yep. then Shaq had to prove one that he could win one without Kobe. Like it was a competition. Like, look, we could I could win one without you, you could win one without me. Like that was important to those guys. All right, uh hit it, right? Do we got a sounder for this? Yeah, yeah go ahead. The hottest ticket in town. Fire! Fire! Ten minutes on the nose. Sean Stevens did not call. Mm. Mm-hmm. What's up with that, Sean? I don't know. <laughs> for, for a second, I thought you were going to say something else. What's up with that, Sean? <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say you something. You were about to say what Tori Lovello apparently said this morning, <laughs> yesterday morning. Did he I, curse on air? Uh, he spelled it out, apparently. I heard about that. Oh, are you allowed hand. to spell it out? No, I, <laughs> I don't go get any I can ideas. Do, no, you're I not. I can do that. No, <laughs> I don't want you spelling anything on air for that matter. No, no, you're not allowed to spell it out. Please don't. I thought you were going to say, "What's up with that, Sean?" So Sean didn't call, which means caller number 10, 602-260-9870. 602-260-9870. If you are caller number 10, you will be qualified to win tickets to go see the Suns and the Clippers in Game 1 on Sunday. If you didn't hear your name, you can still qualify. Text the word TICKET to 620-620. Listen for your name tomorrow in the 7 o'clock hour. The 12 o'clock hour or the 5 o'clock hour. So, caller number 10, 602-260-9870. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, more mock drafts. Some of them are crazy. One of them in particular is just absolutely nuts. It would seem the Cardinals have a lot of options in front of them going into this year's draft. It's two weeks from today. We'll talk about it next on the Burns and Gambo show. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, congratulations to Jose Santiago, our newest qualifier for the hottest ticket in sports. Uh, Jose has won a Phoenix Suns prize pack and has now been entered to win tickets to Sunday's Game 1 of the Clippers versus the Sunnies. Qualifier. Got to be in it to win it. You do. If you want to be in it to try to win it, you need to text the word TICKET to 620-620 or look for the link at ArizonaSports.com. The next qualifier will be announced tomorrow during the 7 a.m. hour of the Big and Murata show. And look at that. There goes Vince Murata right now. He was just sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to see Vinny Murata. That's the 7 a.m. hour tomorrow of Bickley and Murata. Listen for your name and text tickets to 620-620 here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right. Let's uh, talk a little NFL draft. Two weeks from today. All right. There we go. Two weeks. Tick-tock. Tick-tock. Yeah. I mean, I I want them to end up with Will Anderson. I do. I understand. I've left wiggle room for an incredible trade that that might be out there. I do think they probably lean more towards a trade because you can get a lot of a lot of picks and you could save a lot of money. You can save a lot of you move down from three to seven or eight or twelve. You know, you go look at the amount of money that it costs the third pick signing bonus, cash money, cap space compared to the seventh, eighth or twelfth. It's a big difference there. So I get that. Um but I think right now, I, I think it's it's either trade for somebody that wants to move up and get a quarterback, or stay at three. The, the 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 interesting thing is 
it's not one or two teams that we lock in on that you could trade with. It's probably like five. Yeah. You know, it's like five different teams. Could it be Tennessee? Can't rule that out. Could it be Atlanta? Can't rule that out. Could it be Indianapolis? Can't rule that out. Could it be the Raiders? Can't rule it out. And then there's some wild cards in there as well uh, that we've talked about. New, I mean, New England has come up. Detroit. Detroit has come up. Uh, the Buccaneers have come up. Right. The Vikings have started to come up in the last couple of days. A lot of like, rumors that they can move on from Kirk Cousins. It was shocking to me. And that's like it was almost didn't believe that they would do that. But, um, yeah, there were some rumors about Kirk Cousins. Would Minnesota move on from him and try to get themselves a quarterback? The Vikings. Are down all the way down there at number twenty three. So I mean, it, it, at some point, it's like how you would have, think about how much you'd have to give up if you're at number twenty three if you wanted to get in the top three. I mean, you, you have to give up your entire draft for the next four years. If uh, Mike like. Ditka once gave up his entire draft for a running back, <laughs> yes, he did this like literally true. the entire draft. Yeah, did all, you know that, Mitch? All for Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams, yeah, yeah. Uh, gave up the entire draft. Take every one of my pick. I just want Ricky Williams. Yeah, but in this case, there's, there's no value in that. I don't want every pick in this year's draft. I want your first round picks for the next four years. I don't care about your four rounder this year. I don't care about your fifth rounder this year, Mike. I want every single first rounder you guys have for the next three or four years in order to make this happen. Here's a a weird trend, and I don't even know if this it qualifies as a trend or not. But in the in the the mock drafts that I saw today, one that you sent me, and one that I saw on my own that I don't okay. think I sent to you. Oh, okay. So I, I, I and I didn't mean I, to. I'll n- take the surprise. I'll I, take I, it. I didn't mean to not to. It just uh, my email was long, and I felt like there was more than enough in there. The weird trend in the two mock drafts that we have here has the Cardinals either staying put at number three and taking Tyree Wilson over Will Anderson okay, or trading down a spot and taking Tyree Wilson over Will Anderson. Where is this coming from? I, I, where, where, is this, where is this coming from? The mock drafts or the There's speculation? No, the ty- the Tyree Wilson over Will Anderson. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? The only, the only thing I could get to is that the, the more time that goes by... You find a way to break somebody down. No doubt. That's what it is. You're not building somebody up. You're looking for reasons to not like him. Will Anderson was, if you go look, and I'm going to, I'm going to read this to you because I, I, I marked this yesterday. Um, not that we didn't know it because we did. But Will Anderson, since he got into the college football in 2020, has more sacks than any other player in college football. He has more tackles for a loss than any other player in college football. He has more quarterback pressures than anybody in college football. In his three years there, in his time in Alabama, nobody had more sacks, tackles for losses, or quarterback pressures. I don't, but you look for reasons to, oh, he's not a 10 sack. What, who was on it today? He's, he's probably a 10 sack guy, but he's probably not a 15 sack guy. Okay, Drop okay. him. Take Tyree Wilson. <laughs> like, that's like, you're just looking for that. Like, how do you know? Like, how do you know Mel Kuyper that he's not going to be a, a good thing teams don't listen to guys like Mel Kuyper. Um, but how do you know he's not going to, and it's not just about sacks. I mean, we say this all the time. Does tackles for loss not matter? The quarterback pressures not matter? He's great at it. No, he is. It does matter. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I wasn't sure you were done no, no, ranting I am, on I'm it. No, so I, sorry. Just... No, I, I, no it, it matters. I was also looking for the soundbite from Mel Kuyper Jr., oh, okay. which he was. I, I was listening to you, but I was looking through my sound trying, okay, I know I've got a soundbite here somewhere. Teams are trying to knock guys down. They're trying to find, re- you're trying to find okay. reasons not to take them instead of finding reasons okay. to take them. Sorry, I, I was listening to you, but I yeah, found I got it. You, I got Here's you. Mel Kuyper on Wolf and Luke today saying that even if Will Anderson Jr. is available to pick, he 
he would still trade back, and here's the reason why. I think he'll be a 10-sack-a-year guy, which will be great. But he's not the 18, 15-to-18-sack-a-year guy. So that's where I think Will Anderson Jr., that's why I had him trading down and getting Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. At 11, a kid with that kind of athletic prowess and physical ability, if you coach him up, he would make sense at that point. All right, so let me tell you about the CBS mock. All right, it has the Cardinals making a trade with the Colts. Colts move up to three, take Will Levis out of Kentucky. The Cardinals at four, take Tyree Wilson. The Seahawks at five are like, hell yeah, we'll take Will Anderson. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We'll do that. Uh, And then the Lions take Jalen Carter at number six. Charles Davis from NFL.com, his mock draft. He's got Bryce Young one, CJ Stroud two, okay, and the Cardinals staying at three and taking Tyree Wilson. There's this is shocking to me. It is. I think if you moved down to seven or eight and you ended up with Tyree Wilson, fine. Yeah, it's fine. You need an edge rusher. I'm good with that. But to take him over Will Anderson, like again, nobody would have thought that three weeks ago. And 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 there's been no games played. I think what you said earlier really resonates. At some point, you just you, you think yourself out of things, right? You overthink oh, it a yeah. little bit, right? Yes. Like you just you yes. study too much tape, and you you get a little too cute, and you get a little. And that's and that's what Charles Davis wrote about. He said, "Quote: The consensus is that the Cardinals are very open to trading down out of this spot. If they don't, here's a bit of a surprise: with a Texas Tech product becoming the first defensive player selected, new GM Monty Austin Fort issues the safer pick, Will Anderson, for Wilson." whose stock is truly on the rise. I've got Tyree Wilson's draft profile. You're, it, it's your turn. Ooh. We've played it a couple of times. Uh, it requires you to have memory. Uh, old or new? Old. Old crew. Old crew. So that's uh, Maloney. Maloney. Mitch. Mitch. Eric Ruby or Sarah Cazell? Eric Ruby. I think it's Sarah. Tyree Wilson, Edge, Texas Tech. Versatility is the name of Wilson's game. He spent most of his time playing outside linebacker while at Texas Tech, leading the Red Raiders in sacks despite an injury-shortened season. But scouts project he will do better in the NFL as a defensive end. His massive wingspan is his signature physical attribute, paired with his six foot six, two hundred seventy-five pound frame. Scouts say there's room for improvement in his speed and agility as he is not all that quick to change directions on the field, but they think he has what it takes to be an impact rotational player right away. NFL comp, Ziggy Ansa. Alright, so let's let's have fun with this. Let's do okay. a thought exercise here for a minute. You're okay. the Cardinals. Yeah. You stay put at three, or you move down one spot to four. You have a chance to take Will Anderson. You don't. You take Tyree Wilson. You better be sure. You better be damn sure. Like, right, because like, that is going to be one of, right. it's Monty Austin Fort's first real big move. It will be the one from which all other moves will be yeah. judged. Mm-hmm. You better be so sure. So the guy he's being compared to has been in the league for seven years. He's got 50 sacks in seven years. Like, how do you talk yourself out of Will Anderson to take him? That that draft profile, right? There's, there's like he could be a rotational player. He's there's a lot of room to improve and stuff. And here's your comp, Ziggy Ansar. Okay, Ziggy Ansar has been in the league. He's played in 91 games. 91 games. He's got 50 sacks mm-hmm. in 91 games. 
Like he's only once has been he's been over as he been over ten sacks. Eight, seven and a half, fourteen and a half, two, two sacks in thirteen games one year. Twelve, four, two and a half. You know, I you just gotta be sure. And and Will Anderson is okay. He's so much the safer pick, and, and I get it that like sometimes you can look at that and think you're being conservative. Let's take a risk. Let's take a chance. No risk it, no biscuit. Like little Bruce Arians, right? Like all that. But but you, if you mess this yeah. one up, you know, if two years from now you're going, oh god, we could have had Will Anderson and we took Tyree Wilson. You know, I, yeah, yeah. That's how your that is at least how the beginning of your tenure yeah. as the GM of this organization is going to begin. Now I'm not saying right. You know, I, I, if they do it. It, all right, you just kind of you, you say a little Hail Mary. You go, okay, good luck. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. It's like your parents. Your parents always want you to marry the safe the safe girl, right? <laughs> they don't want you marrying the Rick, the Rick James, the super freak. You know? They want you marrying the safe. Your parents all want you marrying the safe girl. She's safe. She's going to be a great wife. She's going to be a great mother, right? Meanwhile, you got the Rick James song in your you head. You don't want the, the one that you, you don't, don't take home, home to mother. mother. No. You don't bring home to mother. She We'll never, yeah. <laughs> As you get her off the yeah, street, uh, uh, you're thinking, time. I gotta like her more. <laughs> Your mother and father are like that one right there. There was one time our son. She cooked for us, it was great. Our and son by, married, married her. a girl that he was dating, and when she left, <laughs> she's a super freak. She's super freak. Oh, she's super freaky. She's super freak. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, Whoa. please, no. Oh. Right? He loved her, and you and you and, and Chris are like, no. Like, oh, no. No, 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 no. Don't marry her. No, 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 no. Yep. <laughs> we're trying to imagine her as the mother of our grandchildren, and we were like, no, 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 we do not want that being the mother of our grandchildren. No, 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 no. No, of course. You know what I'm saying here, right? I know exactly what you're saying. What the hell does that mean? Listen, I come up with analogies. Okay, sometimes that one was a good one. It was funny. That was a good analogy. No, 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 we, we, no, no. Yeah, Kyler and I are on the same boat on that one. Yeah, Foo Fighters is going to be playing and talking. Resort Amphitheater on October 3rd. That's funny. I got, I'm dabbing the tears from my eyes. Yeah, you're thinking about well, that girl who's over your house. house now. Yeah, I'm thinking about the girl. Like, oh, no. General on sale for Foo Fighters begins tomorrow. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. A lot of love. A lot of love. Not a whole lot of love. Phoenix Suns in the first round against the L.A. Clippers. We'll talk about that next on Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? All right, what's on tonight is brought to you by Global Credit Union. 12 branches here to serve. You become a member today at globalcu.org. What is on tonight? Uh, no NBA basketball with the playoffs. The play in tournament resumes and concludes tomorrow night. No Diamondbacks baseball. They're not back at it until tomorrow. It is, however, the finale of the season for the Arizona Coyotes. They're hosting the Vancouver Canucks tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, you'll hear that game here on Arizona Sports and the Arizona Sports app. The last game of the season for the Coyotes. That is tonight. All right. See if Clayton Keller can get one point to tie Kachuk or uh, two points to top his record. Potentially, yes. That's really the big thing that's on the line tonight as far as the... 
Coyotes and their draft odds. We were looking at this earlier. They, um, I don't know how much this will change tonight. They've got a seven and a half percent chance of getting the first pick, the Connor Bedard pick. By yes, the way. yeah. Uh, a at eight percent chance of getting the number two pick. All right, so which which of the two stories do you want to do you want to hit on in the end of the show? We just got hit with. <laughs> oh, 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 bruh. Boy, oh boy. Report. Employees claim toxic work culture at Suns owner Matt Ishbia's mortgage company. This is a story that's in the Arizona Republic. Employees of United Wholesale Mortgage, the Michigan-based company headed by Matt Ishbia, the new billionaire owner of the Suns, have leveled accusations of a toxic work culture at the company, including complaints of racial disparities, sexual harassment, and bullying by managers, according to a report by Bloomberg. The story published Wednesday does not include specific accusations against Ishbia himself, when a, a who owns the company, one of the nation's largest originators of mortgages. Okay. One more. However, the story describes an environment in which managers made sexually suggestive remarks, berated employees, and treated black employees differently. The story also described cocaine use among sales staff and managers, including the presence of the drug on office property and at client events. In the story, the company's chief marketing officer said attempts to portray the company as having a negative workplace culture were, quote, false and misleading. The um, probably the key part here to focus in on. Well, I mean, I, I focus in on whatever you want, but I do want to reiterate that the story does not include specific accusations against Ishbia himself, but it is his company and it's talk of the work culture at the company. OK, that's a that's a fun story. Yeah, uh, not at all. Uh, fun to talk about, and this one's not fun either. You want me to transition to the other not fun? By, story? by all means, let's get the last. Let's get these two in before the show ends. Go sure, ahead. Sure. That's well. We got bonus birds and gambos. So, okay. Yeah, we got right. that. Buddha Baker sent out a tweet tonight, and uh, look, I don't. I don't know how much to read into this stuff. How much does anybody know how much to read into this stuff? Okay, Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo Soldier. Soldier. Buffalo yeah, Soldier. Bob Marley, I, I, don't, I don't know. The, the Bob Marley song. And then, of course, it was Kyler scrubbing his Instagram last year, right? Ultimately, that did mean something. When Kyler scrubbed his Instagram account, there was a purpose behind that. There was yeah. meaning behind that. Didn't lead to anything other than him getting a contract extension, but there was meaning. All right, I'm burying the lead. Buda Baker on his verified Twitter account. Uh, the, the, the gif of Michael Jordan, the meme um, in which he, you know, from the last dance. That's all I needed. That's all I needed for him to do this. That and it became personal with me. Right? Remember that moment from the last answer? He's like, "Man, that's all it took. You did that one thing, and you made it personal yep. with me." Right, why is Buda Baker tweeting that out? Why, why is he tweeting out that gif of Michael Jordan? And then you go to the Twitter account of Bo Brack, who covers the uh, Cardinals for PHNX Sports, and he points out that Buda Baker's changed his Twitter bio. It used to say AZ. It doesn't anymore. He used to have a photo of him in the Cardinals. It doesn't anymore. Used to have him picture of him in a Cardinals uniform. It doesn't anymore. Used to say AZ. It doesn't anymore. Oh boy! I right, look. Uh, Does it mean everything? Does it mean nothing? Is it somewhere in between? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. But but I know. I'll reach out to some players now and see if they know anything about it. But I know in the world of social <laughs> media, stuff like this happens. 
And there's oftentimes some meaning behind it. Now, does it mean that he's out, he's gone, he's leaving, he's getting traded? Does it mean he wants a new contract? I mean, I, who the hell knows specifically exactly He's a great player. He's a great player that's under contract for a few more years. That is 27 years old. He's only 27. And if they feel like he is not, that they, they are not going to compete for a few years, is it possible that they would look to trade Buddha? Is it possible that he doesn't want to lose? He's a, he's not going to like losing for a few years. You sent me a story today. It was a really good story. We didn't get to talk about it. But it said that the, the best thing the Cardinals can do is lose a lot of football games. You remember yes, that story you sent me? I do. And uh, I, it was like the last line in the story. The best thing that they could do is lose. It was on ProFootballFocus.com. I'm glad you brought it up because there was a segment where I did mean to bring it up a little earlier. It was the, Here it is from ProFootballFocus. The state of all 32 teams before the 20th. 2023 NFL draft. The Cardinals, they write, have behaved like they understand this team is in need of a multi-year revamping, which is a good first sign for the regime. The fastest path back to contention for this team is losing as many games as humanly possible in 2023. Now, lose as many games as possible. I remember when all of this stuff was when free agency was going down and we were wondering what the Cardinals intentions were and we were wondering if they were taking a good hard honest look at themselves in the mirror and saying look we're not going to be very good in 2023 let's 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 not pretend like we are and build a team like we are let's 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 look in the mirror and have a good clear understanding of who we are and what our place is going to be I remember at the time you and I had a conversation, and I don't remember who initiated it. Like, I wonder how Buddha feels about this. Because Buddha, in some ways, okay, Kyler's got his contract. He got paid. He's paid one like one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's not going to play this year, or at least he's not going to play for some of this year. I have often wondered how Buddha feels, kind of looking around at the state of the Cardinals organization. Like, what's going on around here? Like what's you know like what's that what's that gift from yeah. Pulp Fiction where Travolta, Travolta walks into the room and he's like looking around you know like where's where's Uma Thurman's voice coming from right one can imagine Buddha Baker kind of doing the same thing kind of looking around like okay JJ's gone Zach Allen's gone Byron Murphy's gone we haven't really signed anybody to replace those no, guys we're very quiet in free agency plugging a bunch of bunch of one year guys depth guys special we're, teams guys we're talking about trading D Hop one can very easily imagine Buddha Baker looking around like. What are we doing? Yes. What am I doing? All right. Why am I here? Why Why do I want to be here and go 3 and 14 for the next two years? Yeah. Like, get me out. Let me go somewhere where I can win. I'm 27. I'm in my prime. Let me go somewhere where I can be a fan. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I, and, and, and I don't know his intentions. It's it's It really is a slippery slope when you start looking at a guy's Twitter account and you start trying it to is. discover intent. It is. You know, and, yep. and, and it, really, it really is. And I know we're engaging in this, so that makes me a little bit of a hypocrite. But at the same time, when I see other people doing it, uh, you, you can't help but to have little red flags kind of get yeah. raised in your head a little bit. Like, okay, why is he doing that? And why are people talking about it? It makes you a little nervous. Yeah. So that's a, well, but what a way to end the show. I mean, you know, before we have bonus burns and gamble, but Buddha Baker is 
is changing his profile and took out AZ and took out his Cardinals photo and tweeted something cryptic. And then employees call out locker room culture uh, at Phoenix Suns owner's company, Matt Ishbia. Um, you know, in, uh, employees say they encountered racial disparities, sexism, and bullying there. Boy, that's going to take off in a nice. Geez. Fire, fire, fire. <laughs> Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, uh, like, danger. Uh, I'm, I'm laughing Jeez, in spite of myself. Man. At all. Yeah, that's kind of how it feels. It's kind of how it feels. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just reading this story now. It just came out. I'm reading this story that's in. Um, the Ishbia story? Not a, yeah, in, in, on Bloomberg, Bloomberg News, about Matt Ishbia and. Uh, you know, just uh, and we're just seeing this now. And they said they were so, Bloomberg reported it yesterday. It's, I, it's, it's was it yesterday? I'm hearing it. I thought the April twelfth. Yeah, April twelfth. There it is, right there. It's I'm looking at the. I, I have the Bloomberg story up. Employees call out locker room culture at Phoenix Suns owner Matt Ishbia built one of the largest mortgage uh, origination firms in the origination, U.S. Origination yeah. firms in the U.S. Some current and former employees say they encountered racial disparities, sexism, and bullying there. Now, he's not nowhere. I haven't read the whole story yet. I'm reading it now. But nowhere are they saying he did. They said his managers and the people at that, that it was a toxic work environment to work for his company. Listen, when he came on, he just t- he talked about how great his company was. We've got the best company in the world. Everybody's happy and everybody loves working there. And, you know, we go to work every day and we just want to beat everybody's ass and everybody's on the same page and all of that stuff. And that's all the stuff he, t- he talked about. Now, I-, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I'm just reading this story like, like you know, like you and everybody else is going to do. But, you know, stuff like this, and you know stuff like this ends up becoming big news. It can. Uh, you know, it, does he get out in front of it? Does he, Does he? I mean, we'll have to see what's next with it now and, and what happened. And, and kind of like the Buddha story, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. I don't know what to think of no, this. No, just, you know, we could just tell you what somebody, what's being reported in a, in a you know, in a, in a, new, a credible news source. Because it's nothing specific against him. You know, I, I get it. It's his company. And I'm not trying to minimize what he's done, but because it's not something specific against him, it's hard to know how to take this because Ishbi is so new to us. So I, I think what we're going to have to do, the prudent thing will be to wait, you know, to wait and see if there's new information that comes out about it. If Ishbia says something about it, if there's a statement that's released, that's probably the prudent thing to do at this point because it is, again, not specifically directed towards him or anything that he's done. Not that I can see as of right now. No, it's, I've got to read through the whole story and see. Um, but a lot of accusations against managers, employees, and the way they treated people. Yeah. So uh, we'll keep our eye, obviously, on both of those stories.